Dr. Morissa Schwartz is the founder and CEO of Dr. Rishi's Writing and Marketing and Zenzi Publishing LLC. Dr. Rishi's Writing.com is a marketing and writing company, ranked number one in PR and top 10 in social media and SEO for New York and New Jersey on Thumbtack. Genzi Publishing is a publishing company that has produced six Amazon bestsellers. Dr. Rishi has been featured on Forbes, MTV, and is a best-selling author herself. She seeks professionally about inspiring others through words and entrepreneurship and was named Voice of Generation Z by Community Magazine. She holds a doctorate in literature from Drew University and has a master's in communication. And we are pleased to have Rishi as part of TGV's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe. So let's chat with uh, Rishi in today's episode. This is the Guiding Voice podcast series, TGV for a better future. And folks, this is your host, Navin Samala, and I'm a fellow IT professional and a passionate learner on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe. In every episode, we interact with industry leaders or thought leaders, academicians, coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of you learn some amazing stuff. Also, we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact towards the end. And you'll acquire more knowledge by tuning into TGV for every minute than any other podcast in this space. Thank you so much for tuning in. And folks, today we are going to discuss a topic, 360 degree marketing. And we are pleased to have Rishi, part of TGV's journey. Rishi, welcome to TGV. Thank you so much. That was a great intro. I love it. Pleasure is mine. And you have so many accomplishments. I would love you to talk about your top three things that have helped you so far you have, that led to these many accolades and accomplishments. Yeah. Um, so it's a few, and a lot of them came from negative experiences. So I, I think the first was probably uh, when I was 11 years old, I had Lyme disease and I was very sick and it took me a while to get diagnosed. And um, during that time, there were a lot of things I couldn't do because I was too sick. So I wound up making a bucket list of all the things that I wanted to accomplish. And uh, I've been crossing things off that bucket list for uh, the, since then, you know, for the past uh, almost 20 years. Uh, that was definitely one. Uh, I think the second was probably uh, going to a biomedical science academy for high school. I was set to become a medical doctor and pretty much all my classmates were training to be medical doctors. But uh, I realized I was rushing through my biomedical science work so I could read and write and you know make videos. And I thought, hmm, I think I have a passion for something else. So uh, that's probably the second. And then I, I, I suppose the third is just my family. I grew up in uh, my parents' mom pop carpet shop. And uh, I grew up around small business and entrepreneurs. And that really inspired me to want to be an entrepreneur and help other entrepreneurs. Wow, very interesting, interesting journey. And uh, good to know about those three things. And uh, Rishi, I've heard about the 360 degree feedback, but uh, you are a pro in 360 degree marketing. So how does it help businesses or individuals? Yeah, I mean, 360, I think is something that a lot of people do without even realizing it. It's the strategy of using multiple platforms together to get the most out of your promotion. So for example, if you 
work on PR. So let's say you go on a podcast, that's your PR, but it also helps your SEO because that podcaster is going to post about it. You're going to get that backlink. It's also going to help your social media. They're probably going to post on their social. You'll post on your social. So with 360, it's really just how those things go together. It's how PR and SEO and ads and social media work together for a great marketing strategy. That's awesome. I think you brought an interesting perspective about giving this pod- podcast is itself is an example, right? Yeah, apart from publishing the content on various streaming platforms and YouTube, we also do a lot of social media marketing and all. Yeah, that's a great example. And is there any steps to follow or framework? Because you mentioned we do it unknowingly, right? But in case if I were to formalize this, how would I do? Yeah, uh, so that, yeah, on a very basic level, there are those things going together that a lot of people do without even knowing it. But to have great strategy, you should do your hashtag research, audience research, and be posting specifically for that audience and using hashtags that you know are not so competitive that you know you're going to be on page 20, but not so not popular that nobody's searching for them. So I like using those types of strategies together to help SEO, to help PR and social media and all of that. Quite interesting. And now let's talk about your Forbes 30 under 30. What what inspired you? And uh, did you ever imagine like you would be listed there? Yeah, no, I didn't. And it's funny, um, I only applied because I wanted to write for Forbes. I had um, an article that was published about me a couple of years ago. And uh, I wanted to, once that happened, I wanted to write for the, their website, for their magazine. And uh, the best way I could think of to do that was to get 30 under 30. So I applied and I thought it was, you know, a shot in the dark, like a needle in a haystack that they would actually pick me, especially when I saw some of the other people who had previously gotten on the list. I mean, you're talking people like Miley Cyrus and Jojo Siwa and all these people who I've admired. And uh, Amanda, um, just like all these amazing uh, people who've done so many just incredible things. And I thought there's no way I'm going to get picked. And I still feel like, did they make a mistake? Because some of these folks on here are just incredible. Um, But yeah, I I truly just applied because I hope to write for their website. (laughs) Great. And, And now let's talk about your entrepreneurial journey. Like how did you thrive as an entrepreneur while earning a doctoral degree? Because doctoral degree itself is quite intensive in terms of humongous amount of work that you are expected to do. Yeah, I kind of fell into that too. It's the kind of thing where while I was getting my doctorate, I knew I couldn't do a typical nine to five because there's no time for that. Uh, You know, I couldn't sit in an office from nine o'clock to five o'clock because most of my classes started at three o'clock or some were even in the morning, rarely, but sometimes. Uh, So I knew I couldn't have traditional work hours. So I I started freelancing actually when I was in high school and uh, I just kept building up my own freelancing. And before I knew it, there was more work than I, as one person could handle. So I grew a team and that turned into a business. And um, by the time I was in grad school, uh, a lot of, you know, I, my team helped me a lot, but I would work on my business while I wasn't in class. And uh, yeah, again, it really just happened because I could not get a nine to five or I couldn't do a nine to five while in school. Um, But then it grew into something greater than I had imagined. And uh, that was a lucky, I guess, kind of lucky, but also a lot of hard work to get there. (laughs) Quite uh, fascinating. At times, we we, we don't expect things turning out to be on our side and all, but uh, right, luck also plays a role. And to to your point, I think hard work 
combined with luck does a lot of wonders right absolutely all right so now let's talk about your publishing how this content publishing is different for gen z audience compared to the earlier generations yeah well that that's the thing generation z um and even millennials they tend to be um open minded i'm speaking generally here every individual is different but uh on a general scale they're more open minded than a lot of previous generations and they also um care a bit more about politics the world uh good causes more so or maybe as much as the previous generations you know the previous generations definitely paved the way um but you know you talk to somebody who's 19 today and they know all about climate change and all these current events whereas maybe I don't know how many years ago I don't know if they were that in tune and I do think the internet plays a big part in that where we're able to be more educated and learn things quicker and easier than previous generations who have had to go to the library to learn about climate change or any of these other things and it, I I think that that's really awesome that you know this generation has all of these resources we have the old resources like books we also have the new resources like ebooks and websites and TikTok and all these other awesome things that we use to um uh stay in the know and to uh help improve the world absolutely i think there are so many avenues for learning and uh, learning ha- has changed right in the last uh, decade or so it's completely transformed and uh, yeah we we are coming up with so many new forms of uh, content creation platforms and how catering to different uh, people on different fl- platforms so on and so forth now yeah so this has been fabulous so far dr rishi can we talk about your dr rishi writing and gen z publishing a bit what kind of services do you uh, offer yeah so dr rishi's we offer 360 that's seo social media pr and ads uh we typically work with small businesses and startups a lot of uh, authors a lot of medical doctors um we've also worked with larger companies like hp and microsoft but usually smaller ones and then for gen z publishing we publish uh books by uh typically by newer authors or by authors who have something new to say um we accept about 5% of queries uh to us we are a traditional publisher in the sense that we don't charge authors we split royalties and uh we've published 115 books 15 of which went on to become amazon bestsellers and one of our books are being turned into a movie so uh yeah that's those are my companies that's that's quite a lot actually uh, <laughs> <laughs> amazon bestsellers and then uh, converting into a movie itself it right? speaks volumes about the kind of work that you guys are doing All right. So, wonderful conversation Dr. Rishi. And like uh, let's spice up this episode. I would like to ask you a few interesting rapid fire questions if you are ready. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So, let me fire the first bullet. Given a chance would you time travel to past or future? That's a great question. And I would usually say the future. I'm very curious about what the future holds. I am also, you know, the past though, when you think about the fact that humans been around for 300,000 years and we only know about 5% of what's happened because that's all the recorded history is, I kind of want to know what life was like 200,000 years ago. Um, but my definitive answer is I'd rather go to the future to make sure we're headed in the right direction to see if there's anything that we could do now, you know. I I think if we knew things turn out great in the future, we would keep doing what we're doing, but if we knew that things aren't so great, maybe we can make some adjustments if the timeline's allowed. I don't know how that would work, but yeah. <laughs> we get into the theories of time travel there. Can you actually impact the future once you time travel? I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah great perspective all right now let me move on to my next question which which object or thing would you compare yourself with oh that's a great question which object or thing i i guess i'm like a pen i i like to say a lot i like to be helpful to people um maybe not black pen maybe like a lime green pen a little bit different likes to be a little different and uh, you know bright and happy uh no wonder that's why dr rishi's writing came from there there you go okay <laughs> all right uh, let me move on what is one random skill that you like to learn that's a great question uh, i think guitar playing i have tried several times i wind up getting blisters and then i'm like hey, i'll go back to it and i don't but i think that's one i would like to nail down knitting was like that for me for a while where from age 13 i want to learn how to knit it didn't work out and then i just kept like trying and until finally a couple of years ago i finally got it so i think guitar will be the same way mm, awesome <laughs> all right so now let's talk about the funniest moment in your life so far that's oh that's a tough one um i've had a lot of funny experiences i you know my my father is somebody who's always joking he's very jovial so i've had a lot of funny experiences with him i i can't think of a specific one that will resonate with everybody and everybody will say oh it's Larry's cuz he does have a pretty unique sense of humor but one thing that he does is uh he likes to send me text messages all the time just telling jokes into his phone with his little an emoji and um they're always dad jokes it's always kind of like hey how do you make time fly through a clock kind of thing but just they brighten up my day throughout the day i'll just get these silly dad jokes from him very interesting all right yeah let me fire the last bullet out of the rapid fire What is one electronic gadget that you like to see or invent yourself? Oh, um there are so many and and I want I would want it to be something that can't cause much harm but even pretty much whatever we invent it causes some kind of harm. So I I would probably say something like um a teleporter, you know, just be able to uh. teleport anywhere. as long as it doesn't cause harm but you know i could see people using that for some negative purposes but we'll keep it positive like like a doremon door right <laughs> yeah the elon musk hyperloop uh, teleporter yeah 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 got it all right that, that's that's wonderful amazing and amazing rapid fire with that let me flip back to the mainstream and ask you one final question for today's conversation so dr rishi what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers Uh I would say not to be afraid and to realize that there is no box. You know, when I was in school, everybody said to me, "Oh, you need to get a job. You need to do this, you need to do that." And it was like this prescribed thing that they told every student. And I just spoke with another student who's uh currently in college. She reached out to me for some advice and she goes to the same university I did and they're telling her the same thing. She's entrepreneurial, she has her own business while in college and they're telling her, "That's nice. You should keep that as a hobby and get a 9 to 5 in an office and she knows that that's not what she wants so you know my advice to her and to people like that is realize that there is no box even though a lot of people live within a box and i think that's how you have to live it's not you can make your own way you just have to not be afraid and and do what you, you know you're going to have to work hard but do what makes you happy wonderful i think that's a great tip and uh, thank you so much for joining me today dr rishi it was uh, real pleasure interacting with you and uh, thank you for all the amazing insights shared absolutely my pleasure all right so folks before we move into the trivia section here is a small request to all of you 
If you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from so that you'll be notified of all the future episodes. Also, please share it with your friends or colleagues who can benefit from TGB because your friends will learn some great stuff like you and I'll gain, gain a few new subscribers. Thank you so much in advance. And uh, now let's cruise into the previous segment of today's episode. And I'm going to ask, since we have spoken about this 360 degree marketing and, you know, uh, each one of us is very active on LinkedIn. Do you know who owns LinkedIn now? I know it is a very simple question, but let me tell you, Microsoft has acquired LinkedIn very recently. So LinkedIn is owned by Microsoft. Likewise, we are going to see what kind of networks, social networks will come because we are in the content generation economy and recently Clubhouse has come and Twitter is into spaces, Twitter spaces wherein voice platform based hostings are happening. And likewise, LinkedIn is also updating from time to time and Facebook has rebranded as Meta. So there are so many new platforms that are evolving and interesting times ahead. Before I let you go, so folks, I would also like to hear from you on what kind of marketing strategies have worked for you or for your businesses. So I would like to look forward to see your comments if you, on YouTube in case if you're watching this video on YouTube or else feel free to comment on social media platforms wherever you have found our episode. So that's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Naveen, a fellow IT professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make a difference in the lives of millions across the globe. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you.